on TV, online, and on demand in MP4 format encoded at 48,000 Hz, this is EPT Not Live. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live. After three whole days at home in Los Angeles, <laughs> I am back in the Unitedist of Kingdoms, reunited with my work wife. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is James Hardigan. Greetings. Uh, we have one of those really cool commuter relationships where, like, I only see her for, like, a couple days a it's month, true. but it's good, and we don't really need to interact that much while I'm here, and then we're forced to be together on the road where we have separate hotel rooms. It's just a great marriage. You say that, but nothing's really changed from when you lived in London. I think you were based there for two and a half years, and I saw you just as much. Yeah, we do, like, a twice a year go out to dinner in London, and <laughs> yeah. then a f- twice a day go out to dinner when we're on the road. Let's see. Coming up on today's show. Tell us everything. We've been off television for longer than Jeremy Clarkson was, and we didn't even get fired or punch a producer or be racist. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess technically I probably was racist a bunch of times and it just got edited out of the show, but still, nobody else knows that. Anyway, we are back. We had our first uh, legit TV program yeah. air last night in a long time on So Channel just to be 4. clear, did this go out on Tuesday night or Monday night, Joe? Look, I was sitting at the airport lounge... And my I have my computer clock always set for UK time because it matters more. Like yeah, I sure. can I can fuck up time where I live. I can't fuck up time here because I'm usually working. And so I was like, oh my god, it's Tuesday, it's midnight, the show's on, the show's on. And so I had like a little freak out and because look, I want to promote the no, show, no, I want to be supportive. Anyway, <laughs> it did not air on Monday night. It aired last night. Um, what else is going on? Oh, remember last year when I gave up that prize in the charity tournament? We remember it well, and we still tease you about it to this day. Yes, well, I wasn't invited back this year, but James was, and we're going to hear about his night that night in our event recap segment. By the way, I assume I just wasn't invited because I wasn't, you know. You were invited, but you weren't available. Exactly, yeah. Funnily enough, they weren't prepared to pay for a flight from Los Angeles to London and back again to have you play in a charity event. Weird. Well... There's always next year. Uh, we got some news on the new NJ Coop, New Jersey Coop, which is uh, how we're trying to somehow make Chris Moneymaker relevant to be our guest today. <laughs> he's always good value, Chris. <laughs> Bizarrely, I think he's only appeared on this show once before, and I'm surprised we haven't had him on more often. Because he's, he's like the Al Roker. He's like the go-to. Who's the go-to guest in the UK that, like, if your chat show can't get a guest? Like Keith Lemon? Who? Oh, wow. Who would be the kind of fallback? Who would you That's have Chris as Moneymaker. kind of easy get? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, who can we definitely get? Chris Moneymaker. Uh, and it's pretty tough to get him to show up to anything that isn't a car dealership promotion or a riverboat christening. You know, I heard that he carries around his own pair of gigantic comedy scissors for all the ribbon cuttings he goes to. Oh, don't forget, we're also previewing Malta. Yeah, I've just realized, two days and I fly. Really? Yeah, going Wait, out that's on Friday. Both of us, right? No, no you I'm go going on Saturday. Saturday. Uh, today on Superfan vs. Stapes, it's Ethan Westhead. Head. <laughs> and James, we've got some... Real prizes to give away this week, right? Like we more do. stuff than usual. We actually have a genuine competition for our audience. Obviously, we always give away stuff on EPT Not Live because we have Superfan versus Stapes. But this week, anyone who's actually not coming on the show also has a chance to win a prize, which is the equivalent of a Step C ticket, what we call a Phase 2 ticket if you are trying to qualify through the steps. Does that mean it's phases. related to something dollars? dollars it is related to dollars because it's Ooh. related to the first ever Poker Stars Championship in the Bahamas in January 2017. And if you look at the way the pound and the euro are doing right now, you want to win your prizes in dollars at this point. We're back, we're back to dollars, everybody. 
But we're going to get to more of that in a second. First, uh, first, some tweets. What do we got from last night? Uh, just a couple of things. We'll get to the TV tweets a bit gotcha. later on. In reaction to last week's podcast, Simon Baker, not the mentalist, gets in touch to say, you probably have my two favorite guests on EPC Not Live in the last two weeks. He's talking about Kevin Martin and Igor Kurganov. Simon says, both very intelligent and articulate. Obviously not to say the others aren't. I just particularly enjoyed these two more. So Simon, a big fan of those two guys. And Doc Ober says, I've been listening to EPC Not Live since day one. Really enjoy every minute. Might I be put on the shortlist as a super fan? I'd appreciate it. Doc, you're on the shortlist. All we need now is a specialist subject. I'm going to invite you on the show to try and win some prizes. Excellent. Welcome. Do you think his full name is Dr. Ober? I don't think he's a real doctor. He's not a real doctor? Okay, well, I'll make sure I don't. Really should give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. Do you think you should assume someone is a doctor and till they prove there's otherwise. no doctors that listen to this show there's mm. not a single one they've got better things to do they're like saving lives and stuff they don't have the time they don't have the time for is that your real name coming up later in the show with chris moneymaker um i have a very quick social media beef but i'm gonna let you adjudicate this james before uh do i still have the music for that let's see is this it social media yeah beefs. all right I'm going to leave it up to you, Jay, to tell me whether or not I'm just being a complete penis here. So uh, I post every time. Can I just say the two aren't mutually exclusive? Yes, that's fine. Uh, the ruling is up to you. It's an open-ended question. Um, so whenever I come to London, I always post about what stand-up gigs I'm doing. Yes, I saw. And the last few times I've posted, I didn't realize this till now, this dude named Richard Shields writes, will you be doing any at the weekend? Now... I am the kind of person where I always try to respond to everyone individually, especially yep. if they ask a question in earnest. So the first time he asked me that, I told him I'm not usually in London on the weekends, so no. Then he asked me a second time, and I couldn't remember if it was the same guy, so I answered him earnestly again. He writes the same question. So it's basically just his hilarious joke that yes. every time you tweet, you're doing stand-ups, like, doing anything at the weekend? This on Facebook, but yes. Okay. So um, at this point, I, I replied to him saying... I'm glad you find the fa you know what let's get let's just hit one of these real quick too as I'm as I'm social media beefing. I'm glad you find the fact that I respond to every person earnestly to be humorous. When I turn into one of those people who can't be bothered to respond because people abuse my kindness by wasting my time, I will be sure to mention this example. Okay, I think that response was slightly over the top. Damn it! I think you could just say, ah ha, ha I see what you're doing, very funny, and then just ignore him from then on. I think you could have deflected it in a much less aggressive way. I, I got a response from him that said, sorry if you thought I was wasting your time. Yeah, you see, the guy is now like worried that you hate him, and I don't think he was deserving of that level of vitriol. I don't trust him because he doesn't have a picture of his own face on his so, Facebook. So, when it comes to ruling beef or penis, Hartigan rules penis. <laughs> I, only, I don't have a penis sound effect. I should get one, though. I should definitely just record me slapping no, my penis on something. No. no, we can't do that? No. All right, well, let's kill that. You can do it, but you won't be allowed to use it on the show. And funnily enough, I haven't... Uh, I'll just do it anyway on my own time. That's exactly. fine. Exactly. I think it'd be fun to make, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard from Blamantha this week. Funny that. Oddly enough. Uh, so what do we got? What do we got for giving away this uh, this contest here? I had one idea for a contest that I was going to pitch to you live on the air. Okay, because you did pitch an idea which I was with 100%, right? Yes, yeah, so we're going to go with that one. But let me pitch you one first. And if you like it better, we'll switch it. 
And, okay. if the, and if the first one fails, maybe well, we just, try that one. Let's just tell everyone, first of all, what's up for grabs here. Very kindly, the live events team have given us a ton of tickets uh, to phase two satellites. These are $27 satellites, which could see you working your way through the steps to win a seat at the PokerStars Championship Bahamas, formerly the PCA. You're going to have to stay on top of me with that. PokerStars Championship Bahamas. PCB? You can't go wrong if you just call it the Bahamas. And just to be clear, no, it is not the PCB. Oh, shit. It's the PokerStars Championship Bahamas. PCB, that's like a bad chemical or something isn't it basically just refer to it as the bahamas that's what the <laughs> yeah. event is everyone knows it's that festival the at the atlantis the resort that always takes place at the beginning of january so we're giving away some tickets phase two tickets to try and qualify some of our listeners to be there for the launch of a new era of live poker the launch of our new global tour so the competition that you might want to run do you want to do this first do you want to pitch your idea to me yes the will like I think if the, if the one we're going to actually let people do fails, we do this one. Okay. I was just thinking Bahamas and pajamas. People just have to send us cute pictures of them in their pajamas, and we can just uh, decide who wins from there. It rhymes, James. Okay. Yeah, I, Maybe I, we need to develop it a little bit more. I don't, the reason why I don't dislike it is because next week we're doing EPT Not Live at EPT Live. Right. And we have the opportunity to show some visuals. To show some visuals, so we will happily show people in their pajamas. Do you know what? I'm going to give people two bites at the cherry. You're okay with this one? I think we run Bahamas in pajamas as a competition. Okay. So just to be clear, everyone, just send us a selfie of you in your pajamas. The more entertaining, the more amusing. Absolutely, the more make it a tableau. Make it make it something interesting. Uh, the sky's the limit, which I know typically means that people will send in really dull things, but creativity counts in this one it doesn't have to be just you it could be your family whatever um but yes hashtag ept not live and if we find your picture particularly amusing or worthy of displaying on screen you could win a phase two ticket we'll have five tickets allocated to that competition now the other contest that you pitched and i love this joe because you're basically just trying to spread the word you're basically trying to get some of our catchphrases and by catchphrase i mean tired and worn out lines of commentary <laughs> that we fill in the blank when there's we have nothing else to say all those cliches that quite frankly you could basically just replace us with a soundboard and just have like domination nation everyone loves a chop pot hashtag death by quads now's when the real poker starts we want you to utilize some of those famous lines from the ept live broadcasts or from the tv shows in the chat box on poker stars so why not play one of the satellites to poker stars championship bahamas by the way, they're listed in the client as PSC Bahamas. If you want to use the abbreviation, that's where you'll find them in the lobby. But yeah, the idea is use them at an appropriate time. You know, yeah, don't, so don't type everyone loves a chop pot when you've just scooped some guy. Right, here's what counts. Accuracy counts, like poignancy, um, timing. And also what I'm going to be looking for, James, is reactions. Like if you can get a really good reaction out of somebody... That's going to go a long way for me finding this entertaining. So when, if and when this happens, screenshot it. Uh, you can pop the chat out if you want to make it a little bit longer because I don't want multiple screenshots. Sure, but something that we have to be very clear about, you have to be playing on PokerStars, hashtag play on PokerStars, because observer chat does not count. You have to be at the table in the game. And obviously, as I said, if you're trying to satellite into uh, an EPT or the Bahamas event, all the better. But crucially, playing in a real money game on stars, type something into the chat box. It's a well-known phrase from EPT commentary. Let me pitch you something else, though, as a part of this. Right. I know you said Observer Chat doesn't count. What if they're in Observer Chat and there's a red spade pro and they get the pro to respond 
to one of our catchphrases. You have to sit down and play with the Red Spade Pro. Okay, there you go. Have to sit down and play with the Red Spade Pro. There you go. Lots of ways, though, to win uh, Phase 2 tickets to the Bahamas. Yeah, so five in the Bahamas in pajamas. Or was it Bahamas in pajamas? Yeah, whatever. And, I don't really Whatever. Care. Bahamas pajamas. Uh, five tickets for that contest. Five tickets for the uh, spreading the word, spreading the catchphrases. Send your screenshots. Send your selfies. Hashtag EPT not live. The best ones we'll utilize on the video podcast in Malta. And we'll hopefully give out some prizes on next week's show. Now, I know we got a jam-packed show today, so I'm not going to do all the anecdotes I typically would, but there's one in particular I have to tell you about, James, that you're just going to fucking love this story. It's right up your alley. I was on the flight on the way back from Fargo, and... <laughs> Sorry, just, you are in Fargo. <laughs> that that is funny in and of itself, I yeah. will agree. And uh, actually, I'm, it's it's a flight from... I Fargo doesn't fly direct to Los Angeles, so I have to stop in Denver, and I'm actually, this is the Denver to LA leg and I'm sitting in an aisle seat and uh, this guy's getting on the plane and he stops and he goes, you're, you're the poker commentator guy. Hey man. I was, I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? What's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Chris. He's like, cool. I'm just a really big fan. I think you're hilarious. Thanks. As he's like walking past my seat and then he goes and sits down a couple of seats back from me. And um, so I'm just sitting there like, obviously like a little pleased with myself, but like not like fist pumping in the air or anything. And the guy sitting next to me goes puts his book down he's like well i don't know who you are and i was like it's cool man like almost no one does don't don't sweat it's not it's not really like a thing and then he goes back to his book for a second and then he looks then he puts it down and he goes you know you can't be anyone that famous if you're riding here in coach and i was just like what an asshole go fuck yourself you fucking piece of shit like did you actually say that to him? no of course not but i just like because he did it with one of those like like a joke, like a hot, like just kidding, like just kidding afterward. And I'm just like, well, did you accidentally spill your drink over him? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Sorry, I just drenched your book. No, but then he went on like, you know how you can just tell like someone's going to be like a fucking problem. So then well, that much is clear from these two brief snippets of conversation. We had like a slight delay because there was some like they weren't getting like the passenger data in from whatever it was. It was some bullshit thing. And um, the guy presses the buzzer for the um for the flight attendant while we're on the ground still and he's like excuse me um but my light my reading light isn't working and i i have to be able to read my book i have to be able to read my book and i look i get wanting to be able to read it's a two-hour flight though it's a two-hour flight you Maybe can... he's got some huge prop bet that by the time he lands <laughs> in los gotta... angeles he has to know this book <laughs> inside out Maybe he's got an exam the next day. For two hours, you can stare at the seat in front of you. I'm sorry. It's like it's like three hours, I'd have more sympathy. Two hours, anyone handle two hours. So, and you know, I don't know if I, when you would say something like this, then they have to get a mechanic on the plane and sometimes they can't take off at all until no, it's fixed because it's like one of those- ground a flight because a fucking reading It's happened before on another no. poker flight I was on. This was amazing. Some guy complained about it. We waited for the dude to fix it. And then as the mechanic's leaving the plane- Adam Levy is also on the flight. He's like, uh, hey, my light's not working either. And the whole plane collectively is like, oh, what? So, so please tell me that someone just went, I'll swap seats. Yes, this girl. Now, there is a girl walking down the aisle when the guy recognized me that I was kind of hoping she would overhear it. I was like, I was like trying to drag out the interaction a little bit so this cute redhead would hear it. And um, she didn't, or she pretended not to, but she ended up swapping with this guy. Um, and I was like, oh, hey, thanks a lot. Like, I've been in that situation before. And I was like, the dude was just super rude to me, so I wasn't going to switch with him. I was just, like, not going to... 
probably any other person would be like, hey, it's a two-hour flight. I'll switch with you. No big deal. So um, she was in the Air Force, and so she knew about the whole thing. Like, you know, we really don't want to wait for a mechanic. And the great thing about sitting next to her was that, like, she immediately was chatty and talking to me, and she was super happy, which I quickly realized was because she was going to see her fiancé in Los Angeles, which was nice. And I want to just say this. It's an uncomfortable situation out there when you're chatting up a stranger, right? When do you drop, like, the fiancé line? And I will say, this girl did it perfectly. Like, we talked for about, like, two or three minutes, and then she mentioned her fiancé late enough so that I wasn't, like, offended. I wasn't like, hey, thanks for switching with that guy. She's like, fiancé! And also, it didn't get dragged out for, like, an hour to the point where she's like, fiancé, I'm like, oh, heartbroken. So, anyway, nice job. Nice job in letting me down gently, girl who switched seats. And also, thank you for switching with that asshole guy. And funniest thing was, I look at her and I go, hey, wouldn't it be hilarious if I just reached up and the guy's light worked anyway? And it did. <gasps> the light was fully no! functioning. He just basically didn't want to sit next to I you. I think that he just wanted out of this situation of having been a dick to me and then sat there feeling uncomfortable. Oh, my God. I don't want to sit next to this wannabe, I think I'm a celebrity, but traveling coach arsehole. I'm so sorry someone recognized me, sir. You fucking dick. Moving on. While Joe was on planes. Event recap. Event recap. I was having a very refined evening. Fancy. Poker for posh people. Yes, the quintessentially foundation poker night was last week. Uh, this is an event that both Joe and I attended the year before. It's at the Savoy Hotel in London. Joe final table the year before. Had to give the prize back. <laughs> but it raises money for a lot of good causes. I think this year it raised £120,000 for the Shit. Anthony Nolan Trust and for Prostate Cancer UK. It's an event organised... Well, PokerStars is very closely involved in it right and the live events team basically put on the event thomas lamash was tding again dave curtis from the events team was running the event quintessentially is like one of these it's just a charity right yes. but it's one of the like really posh ones really that like posh. like all the famous people and are all of the and... people there are considerably richer than though yes um and as ever it's probably one of the softest fields you can have in poker but you the always... structure is so ridiculous. Well, the structure is <laughs> ridiculous, but also you tend to sit with people who are in your group. In other words, people who are from your company at the company sure. table. So, of course, I always get sat... You're sitting with Scotty Collins and... I've got Kerry Jane Craigie, yeah. cadre manager at the Hippodrome. I've got Kelly Saxby, one of the Hippodrome pros. I've got Fatima DeMelo at the table as well. The it... usual gang of idiots. <laughs> exactly. So, no, uh, no easy spots. Although, to be fair, I did... As a joke, identify Fatima as the table mark on Twitter, and Karma bit me in the ass because Fatima fucking slow rolled me. Yeah, I saw that. What what happened? Um, it was an all-in situation, and Fatima basically refused to turn her hand over. Um, I oh, had, that would make me so mad. I had nines. It was an ace high flop, and Fatima just made that face, just kind of like she showed a jack, and she went to throw the other card away. No. And as she threw it away, she threw it face up, and of course, it was an ace. What an absolute douchebag and then took great delight at laughing in my face Do you know what joe i didn't care because the canapes were superb and they had in addition to the <laughs> glasses of champagne they also had these monstrously huge gin and tonics i'm talking like you do like a gin and tonic of gin and tonic which were flavored with blueberries which you might think that doesn't work trust me it works the first year i went to the quintessentially thing i wasn't invited by poker stars i was invited by a friend who had a seat and I got top 10 drunk in my life there that night. 
because those cocktails are enormous. They are. And they're high end. So you got to feel like you're getting your money's worth. <laughs> Well, the open bar. I would, I would like to think that I remained relatively sober. Obviously, I did what we did last year, which is host the training tables. Yeah, for some of the people who've never played was there poker any before. Hot little cougar action at the training tables this year. It was mainly fellas. It was mainly chaps who wanted to know how to play what, this no limit holder malarkey. What would you call a chap? An, an elk? What's like the male version of a cougar? I don't know. A panther? A stag? Ooh, yeah, a stag maybe. A a, uh, a caribou <laughs> anyway the training went fine and uh i i don't actually know who made the final table this year because you a, bounced out of there it was a school night i had to go home yeah. um but had a lot of fatima fun. didn't make it at least i don't believe she did okay. crucially it was just a lot of fun as ever raising money for a good cause and there was one bizarre moment which sadly has been captured on film this is the greatest Maybe the greatest picture I've ever seen in the, in the history of like poker stuff. So I mentioned that the canapes were particularly exquisite. Yeah, they had these little savory ice cream cones, which is a a, a wafer cone. Yeah, filled with chopped tomato with a ball of mozzarella, which kind of looks like the ice yeah. cream, with a sprig of basil as the flake. Mm -hmm. Absolutely delicious. So I'm happy. How many of these did you, did you think you crushed? I might have reached double figures. Uh, <laughs> I'm happily chomping That's on... That's just of one type of canapé, by the way. Yeah. Counting all the canapés, we're well into double figures. We're talking finger food here, Joe. They're very small. Yes, a bite. I am chomping on my canapé quite delightfully when suddenly there is a burst of light. Multiple lights going push, 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 push. And so I look up kind of going... Mm? And unfortunately, that is the expression that I have in the background of a paparazzi shot of Kimberly Garner of Made in Chelsea fame, which made it into the Sun newspaper. Yes, I've been immortalized in the tabloid press as bloke in background going, That is fucking awesome. I love the photo. You, I mean, you were there just clear as day. <laughs> like, I couldn't have made it, I couldn't have planned that better. And isn't that the same girl that I, like, semi-fell in love with last year? Yes, she was wearing a black dress last year, a cream dress that she was almost falling out of this year. I definitely would have like actually spoken to her this year so everybody wins by the fact that i couldn't make it so so what i want to do guys is uh i would like us to have some fun with this photo of james because it is you should go to his twitter pay his twitter uh profile what is it feed your feed your timeline timeline your i believe go to james's twitter timeline and find this photo and you just see what is it gormless I describe myself as a gormless twat because that just summarizes the image perfectly. I mean, he just looks like an absolute buffoon in this photo. <laughs> and what I would like you guys to do, we're going to do another competition. I'll give away, figure out what the prize is going to be. Uh, but in Malta, I would like you guys to Photoshop James from that photo into other photos and send them to us. Now, in order for us to be able to actually air them either on EPT Live or EPT Not Live at EPT Live, I need you to use photos that we are legally allowed to use. So anything by Neil Stoddart, anything you find on the Poker Stars website of past events, stuff like that should be fine. Obviously, my dream for this is to see Hardigan like at the Kennedy assassination and Hardigan, um, you know, at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. But we need it to be something that's public domain. So do a little research before you do them because if someone else owns the rights to the photo, we can't use it. Hashtag EPT not live. Okay, let's do the news, Joey. What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for EPT not live news. 
Wish we had a sadder version. Yeah, unfortunately, some sad news from the world of poker. Dave Colclough, who was one of the original faces on late night poker in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, was a regular on the UK and European circuit. I think he final tabled a WPT in Paris in the early seasons. Uh, he has lost his battle with cancer and Dave has died at the age of 52. Oh, man. Um, someone who was just so well respected, did so much to kind of grow the game of poker in the UK. His nickname was El Blondie. He was one of the forces behind Blonde Poker, a very popular forum and news site in the uk um and a true gent i had the pleasure of meeting him on a number of occasions interviewed him uh for tv on a couple of times great player very good plo player and sadly dave is gone so it's really weird we've reached that point now where a lot of the original superstars a lot of the original legends are now leaving us yeah i think of like in the last 12 months dave elliott now dave colclough and, you know, it's obviously incredibly sad news, but, you know, we have to remember the good times rather than dwell on the bad. Yeah, I, I didn't know him very well. I do remember covering him when I first started doing blogging at the World Series of Poker. He was just one of those guys that were just a, one of those early days of WSOP, just always around, always in there. But uh, I can tell by the uh, tweets I've seen that he meant a lot to the UK poker community. So I'm sorry to see him go. So the other big news of the week, and I'm sure you've seen this announcement already, but we're just going to go into it in a bit more detail. Uh, New Jersey, the state of New Jersey is getting its very own version of the championship of online poker. The NJ Coop is kicking off. In fact, it's kicked off already, but it really ramps up this weekend. 43 tournaments, $1.2 million in guaranteed prizes, uh, with the main event just before the live event, the PokerStars Festival in Atlantic City, a $500 No Limit Hold'em tournament with a $200,000 guarantee. I think this is one of the situations, Joe, where many people have gone to New Jersey, because I think I'm right in saying that all you need is a U.S. social security number and to be in the state of New Jersey to play on PokerStars NJ. You don't have to be a resident of the state. Yeah. You just have to be there. When I actually lived in New Jersey, I, I got, you know, account nearly immediately um, when they went live. But I remember going uh, to like Dunkin' Donuts or like an internet cafe nearby and seeing people playing on uh, the various sites that are available in New Jersey. And I just asked one, I was like, hey, what's the deal? And a lot of folks come in from Manhattan uh, and sit, just set up shop somewhere and grind all day long. So yeah, it's a pretty easy process to get your account in New Jersey. And I think, I would assume that like, it's probably a pretty good shot at you for to win some tournaments like i don't think it's the toughest fields ever in new jersey and i think that also you know since you're not battling like the entire world like it's like look i played up i played one tournament in poker stars new jersey cards up no delay on my <laughs> twitch stream finished second place that's how good the games are in new jersey well many of the heroes i'm sure are traveling to the garden state to compete in this online series and of course many members of team pokestars pro and team pokestars pro online are heading to new jersey as well and one of them is our guest today on the podcast we welcome making his second ever appearance on ept not live mr chris moneymaker <laughs> first first question real quick is that your real name i mean come on that can't be your real name okay well second question is there going to be like a crowd like sound effects cheering in the background or is yeah. that going to sound really terrible no it's going to sound terrible but i'll i'll play one now just to be annoying 
Yeah, yeah, where's the sound machine? Just to let you, I, just I know, to let you know that we have the sound effect, but I won't be putting it over that because I would like it to sound well, awkward as possible. Well, here's the thing, Chris. I'm going to steal <laughs> one of Joe Stapleton's buzzwords, and I'm going to say congratulations because the congratulations part is for your nomination for the Poker Hall of Fame. The condolences is the fact that you didn't get in. Ouch! Yeah, you know, hey, that, that's part of it. I mean. Uh, I didn't think I was going to get in, to be honest. I didn't really care, but you know, I didn't think I was getting in with who was nominated. Now let's unpack that a little bit. I didn't really care. Like how much did you not care? Like, did you not care only cause you didn't get in? Obviously if you did, you wouldn't have been like, I don't really care. So your first word out of your mouth when James mentioned it was ouch. Like, t- like on a scale of like one to stings a little bit, like where, what do you actually feel about this? I mean, truthfully, honestly, on a scale of like one to a hundred, I care about a seven. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, what it, what does it do? I mean, it's not like it's the baseball Hall of Fame. I couldn't tell you anybody that's in the Hall of Fame other than, I guess, Doyle. I mean, I don't know if Phil or Daniel. I don't know who's in the Hall of Fame. So you're saying, um, as a poker fan, you don't really even follow the Hall of Fame anyway. So it didn't mean that much to you personally. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I mean, yeah, that I don't really play for that. Uh, you know, I appreciate uh, the fans and everything, but I mean, I don't think the Hall of Fame is. You know, I don't know the. Sadly, I don't even know the nomination process, and I, I learned the voting process after I got nominated. I, you know, I tried to figure out, you know, who actually makes these decisions, who gets people in. I found out that I guess it's most of the people that are already in the hall, which I don't even know how many people that is, but. Um, do you know what? Do you know what, Chris? Yep. One of the people with decision-making power is sitting right next to me. Joe Stapleton is one of the distinguished members of the poker media who gets a ballot paper. Oh well, if I would have known that, I know I would have gotten. They actually, I think, I th- honestly think I only get it because I send in my ballots on time. Like they're like. <laughs> All right, look, Staves, he's like kind of an idiot, but he sends back the ballot right away. He's a guy we don't have to worry about. Actually, Chris, I you said that you learned about like the nomination, the voting process because of all the discussion this year. I'm sure like involuntarily because all of a sudden you were involved in like all these Twitter arguments that I'm sure you didn't want to be a part of, right? Honestly, I didn't really pay that much attention to. All, the only ones I even noticed were Mike Manisell saying that he should be in, he should be inducted or he should be nominated with a few others, and then Daniel doing his little critique of the the people that which I think of Daniel saying that uh, I think I read like I, I met two of five criteria, one of which is being over forty. So <laughs> I, met, I met I met one criteria. So uh, I don't even know what uh, which criteria that is, but I know. If I'm eating one or the other four, that's probably not a good thing in his eyes. So, uh, whatever. I, you know, listen, I, I'll be the first to admit, as a player, I don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I won the World Series. It's great and all. But, you know, I, I, I've chosen not to grind the circuit. I've chosen not to play high stakes. Um, it's never been my thing. It's never been my goal. So, uh, you know, I've always felt like, you know, the Hall of Fame, if you know, if you're going to have a Hall of Fame, it should be for players. You can have a different category for someone that's made an influence on the game, which is fine. But if you're talking about just players, I don't think I fit the qualifications. I agree with Daniel. I agree with, you know, Mike Manisell. And, you know, Mike Mike obviously cares about it. Um, he wants to be in the Hall of Fame where I, I truly, truly don't care. I mean, it doesn't – it's not going to affect, affect my life that I know of in any way. Um, you know, if I wake up tomorrow and I'm in the Hall of Fame and all of a sudden – 
you know, I get an extra bray of sunshine, then, you know, maybe I want to be in. But as it is right now, uh, it's still pretty sunny. I'm just going to tell you one thing, Chris. There is a free meal at the induction dinner. So maybe <laughs> that's something you might want to consider when you're not lobbying to be part of the well, Parker Hall of Fame next it's year. It's just gone from 7 to 76 on Chris's <laughs> Give a Shit scale. Well, honestly, I, I figured that was probably the primary reason I didn't get nominated is they were afraid to feed me. <laughs> so, I would just like you to know, Chris, that I got some I got some shit for Daniel because I announced on the show that I was planning on voting for you. Now, you were like, I don't know if you, like, you know how the voting process works. You were my third of my three votes. But as far as I'm concerned, you cannot have something called the Poker Hall of Fame that doesn't have Chris Moneymaker in it. I just think it's ridiculous. I know that you don't meet many of the very strict criteria for players. It did not matter to me. I think you should be in the Poker Hall of Fame. I care more than you do. But I'm glad that you still have uh, a relatively um, down-to-earth mind about all this stuff. And my advice would be, Chris, well, that if you do stop... Hey, 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 hold on one second. Let's stop, let's stop right there for a minute. Can you repeat, I was your third of three votes? (laughs) Yes, I voted for both Todd and Carlos, and then you were like, you get 10 points, you can divide up. And I think I went something like four, three, three or something. Like four votes for Carlos, three for Todd, three for you. Or it might have been like four, four, two, something like that. I remember you voting for Todd. I thought you voted for Devilfish. Oh, maybe it was Devilfish. Whatever it was. Carlos got my, it, it was Carlos somebody. Chris Moneymaker. Yes, Chris, sorry. You were you were you were third. You you know there's only two people that get in, right? Yes, but I am allowed to vote for up to three people. It's all about the balance of points. All I would say, Chris, is if you do start giving a shit and you really want to get in, try and get adopted by Doyle Brunson and change <laughs> your last name to Brunson. I do think that would help your case. It it definitely won't hurt, but my 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 care scale went from seven to about eleven. <laughs> just knowing that that Stapes, who I thought we were, we were like besties, just put me at the bottom of his list. I mean, well, luckily, that'll that'll teach you for fucking slow rolling him, won't it? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. What if I just slow rolled Chris and I didn't vote for him at all? He was my fourth choice, which actually doesn't <laughs> get counted at all. Well, that's actually fine because it was worth it. anyway chris let's talk about the great state of new jersey because i know you're going to be heading there soon because you've got the first ever poker stars festival kicking off soon and before that we've got nj coop the new jersey championship of online poker and i figure that you'll be arriving in town in time to play a few of the uh later scheduled events in that series yeah i'm actually uh this is not live so i don't know when you're going to hear this thing but uh i will be in on sunday the 23rd uh, and I'll start back on my Twitch stream. Uh, I think, you know, right now they've got Jason Somerville up there, obviously doing a lot of the strip, the streaming. I think he's going to go on to his running up Reno. So once he leaves, I come in basically and fill in, fill in the little hole that's there. And I'll be streaming for basically the rest of October, all the way up until the festival, which I think the festival starts on October 31st, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, that's right. So yeah, I, I'll be playing every single day. I'll play every uh, NJ scoop event, uh, be playing cash games, sort of what I did before. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. They, you know, it's awesome going up to New Jersey cause they set me up with a nice little banquet room up there where, um, I can stream and, uh, I don't have to worry about getting kicked off. You know, it's really hard when I go to Canada or, um, other places I can't really stream cause wherever I stay for whatever reason, the bandwidth isn't good enough. 
Those third um, world countries like Canada. Exactly. You know, that's where Daniel's from. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now, here's the question, Chris. <laughs> I appreciate that you are not a New Jerseyan and you have to still travel somewhere to play online poker. But crucially, this is an online festival being held in the United States of America. As a U.S. resident, what does it mean to you to have this series of online tournaments? Well, it's obviously a great step. I mean, you know, personally, I mean, I'm driving. It's 16 hours for me to drive. I can get to Canada in a shorter amount of time. So as far as like the travel goes, that you know it's about the same. But the fact that it's in the U.S., uh, it's a sign that we're moving in the right direction. I mean, this has been a long press process since Black Friday, and I mean, everybody that plays poker in the U.S. still feels the effects of Black Friday, obviously, um, and they want action quicker than it's moving. But uh, unfortunately, it it is a slow process, and hopefully. 2017 and 18, we'll see more progress in, in the form of other states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Florida, California, maybe. Um, hopefully, Poker Stars gets into Nevada. I think that we should be getting in there soon. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited that, you know, we actually get to have this festival. It's been a long time since we've been in the NAPT, which for all those youngsters out there that don't know what the NAPT is, it's the North American Poker Tour. It was similar to the EPT, which Poker Stars had back in the day. And it was a great, great series. And I'm looking forward to hopefully, um, I guess there are going to be festivals and championship events now, but hopefully we'll be having some more of those uh, in the U.S. as the years progress. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, Chris. I'm kind of a little bit envious of everyone who is going to New Jersey at the end of October, beginning of November, because everything I've heard about this event, Joe, it sounds like it's going to be an enormous amount of fun. And I do think it's such a significant step, considering what happened five and a half years ago. You mean the live event, right? I'm talking about the first ever Pokestars Festival at resorts in Atlantic City. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty... I, I wish that I were involved in that in some way. I guess we got our own things going on with Malta and being here, so we we can't do that. But uh, Chris, I was hoping since it's kind of like a behind the scenes type of show, if you could tell us a little bit what the process is like for like. So when this event was announced, I see like every team pro like basically send out like the same tweet like within five minutes of each other. <laughs> How does this happen? Like, is there like a, do you have like an overlord that says, hey, we would like you to tweet about this. Here's an example, but please do your own. And do they tell you like, you have to go? Do you volunteer to go? Do you just know that it's smart for you to go? And that, you know, just because, you know, you're repping the brand. How does that all work? Well, basically we get an email, you know, saying, you know, we're coming back to the U.S. We're going to be hosting an event. Um, you know, would you please promote it? And so I guess all of us get the email at the same exact time because we have to be, you know, very punctual. That's why, you know, when we show up for interviews like this one, we have to be ready to go. Um, <laughs> Chris wasn't ready, guys. Uh, Miscommunication. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, no, they, they sent us out an email just announcing that, you know, we're going to be back in New Jersey. We're going to have a festival. And, uh, you know, there were several of team pros that were we, – we actually had a little bit of – we had a little bit of – I think it was called Runner Up Resorts which was the Jason Somerville series uh, a couple months ago, or maybe it was in the springtime. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. We had a live MTT online, which was, we were all in the same room playing an MTT together. And it was a really cool concept, really different, but it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of smack talk. You know, you're trying to find out who's who. And uh, it, it was a cool event. They had uh, 
what's the game? Uh, cornhole in the corner, and they had an open bar. Sorry, sorry. It, cornhole in the corner. Cornhole's a good game, James. I'm not really yeah, sure. It, it, you might be a little too stiff for it, though. No, no, no. It's it's I that expression means something very different to me. Cornhole in the corner. What? Please explain what you think it means, James. Cornholing. You really, really want me to explain it to you? It sounds like you're being very immature. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the uh, tables are turned here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to this. I'm used to the stage coming out with a joke. What's what really weird is I lived in New Jersey for a while last year, and they all play cornhole in the bars, and nobody <laughs> giggles. It's really I'm weird. Sorry, I, I was like, myself. hey, you got cornhole? And they're like, yeah, it's in the back. Cornhole's in the back. And you're like, cool. <laughs> and nobody laughs at it, so you just get used to it. Well, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a matter-of-fact thing. Yeah, it's not a joke anymore. It does kind of make sense, though, Chris, that Joe would be the more mature of the two of us. As Bruce tweeted this week, biggest revelation on EPT Not Live in a while is that James is younger than Joe. I would have <laughs> lost all the monies on that bet. I am 41. Joe is 43. Wow. Joe's really that old? I didn't really do that old. I just, uh, look, it's not the years, it's the mileage. That's what Indiana Jones yeah. says about the subject. Right, and you got, and you got both. <laughs> Thank yes, wonderful, well done. Hold on, let me get. There's uh, one of these. Uh, oh, good for you. Well done, Chris Moneymaker. Uh, so I got the sound effects for that, but not for the welcome. Beautiful. Sorry, Chris Moneymaker. Chris, hey, before we cut you loose, uh, do you want to play a game with us? I love playing games with you guys. It, it, what makes my day go round? It's time for yet another edition of Is That Your Real Name? Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, it's been, it's been 13 years. Have we not played this one enough? We have not All played right. it enough, and we never will. Chris Moneymaker, Is That Your Real Name? Here we go. Now, I've, uh, I'm going to list for you an occupation. And then four choices. One of the four choices will be the person's real name. You have to tell me which. It used to be three choices. This is getting tougher and tougher every time we play. It's harder and harder to find these fucking people. Here we go. Is that your real name? Question number one. This person is in charge of the salting and de-icing of the roads in Hull, United Kingdom. Is this person John Skidmore? Arthur Snow, Robert Plowman, or Richard Ice? Richard, no, Skidman, Skidman. John Skidmore is correct. Wow, Chris, you're one and oh. Next up, also in the UK, the managing director of a dairy company, Bruno Fromage, Dick Cheese, Malcolm Heifer <laughs> or Charles Moo? Is that your real name? One of those is genuine. One of those is real. <laughs> wow. What was the third choice? Malcolm Heifer. All right. Charles Moo. Charles Moo. Incorrect. We were looking for Bruno uh, Formage. <laughs> oh, that was my second choice. Oh, Chris, you're one on one. Question number three, and is that your real name? This time around, we're looking for a Dutch, uh, excuse me, a Dutch architect. Uh, is the Dutch architects? Is that your real name? Foss Builder, Will Willem Blueprint, Tuin Hasmeister, or Rem Koolhaus? The third one. 
The third one, as in Tuen Haasmeister? Yeah. That is incorrect. The Dutch architect we were looking for, is that your real name? Rem Coolhouse. <laughs> no, that's not. That can't be Coolhouse. Question number four. We're looking for a poet in this case. Is the poet's real name Joseph Iam, William Wordsworth, Robert Stanza, or Penelope Rhyme? So what was the second one again? William, William Wordsworth. Uh, William Wordsworth. William Wordsworth is correct. That yes, that was that's... a gimme. One of the most famous poets in English literature. That's your real name. Question number yeah, five. I, I knew that. I knew that one. Do obviously. you really think Chris Money? I mean, Chris Moneymaker spends most of his days opening up Dollar Trees. <laughs> Chris, there's no ground. There was no 8 a.m. groundbreaking for a brand new dollar store this morning. You had no conflicts today. All right, here we go. Uh, Question hey, number hey, five. Hey, just just think if I if I made it into the Hall of Fame, I could move up to like Target or something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all, all the way to oh, let's go to Marshall's maybe. Alright, question number five. Which one of these is a real White House spokesperson? Larry Speaks, Jessica Statement, Camilla Quote, or Daniel Deflect? The first one speak. The first one, Larry Speaks, is correct. Good job, Chris Moneymaker. Chris, you're three and two. You have a winning record. Let's close this out, buddy. We can do it together. Okay, we're going to do... Uh, we'll do one more here. Which one of these duos is the real name of the, <laughs> of the folks who authored a scientific paper on incontinence? <laughs> Come on. Chris Moneymaker, I know you're getting up there in the years. Do you know what incontinence is? I do, and I, I imagine you probably are real familiar with. It, I am. I am getting there. I. I I'm going to be uh, attending the groundbreaking of a opening of a Depends factory pretty soon. So, uh, congratulations! Right. I'll, I'll be there soon. <laughs> is that your real name? Here we go. The authors. Is it J W Splat and D Weedon? A G Drip and J Leak. T Dribble. <laughs> And DR Damp or AR Stain and M Moist. It's not it's not the last one because that would just be horrible. He's eliminating uh, AR Stain and M Moist. <laughs> that leaves it with JW Splat and D Weedon, AG Drip and J Leak, or T Dribble and DR Damp. Not the last one. I'm gonna go with the second one. He's going with A.G. Drip and J. Leak. The actual authors of the scientific paper on incontinence were J.W. Splat and D. Weedon. Oh, it's a tied game. Three and three. Are you, are you, sure, okay. are you sure I've read that report? Have you read that one? I wouldn't cheat, I wouldn't cheat you, Chris Moneymaker. All right, should we give him a tiebreaker? I, I do have one more. Let's do one more, and this will decide whether Chris I'll, wins I'll, or loses the game. I'll let him choose. Chris, do you want... Do I get categories now? Yeah, you can do a, a PR and media relations specialist, or a, or a gardener, or a goalkeeper, a soccer goalkeeper. I can't do a poker player? I do not have a question prepared for poker player, and but... money. Wait, I see what you're doing, moneymaker. Oh, you got it. I, I, I didn't know if there was some kind of correlation to the game we play versus my last name. No, uh, not at all. Could, Just pure uh, coincidence. Uh, I could have been wrong. Okay, let's do soccer player. You want to go with the soccer player? Okay, this is a soccer goalkeeper. 
Which one is the real name? Dom Solo. <laughs> Dominique Dropsy. Nathaniel Nett. Kikwa Goli. Lawrence Pitchman. Wow, it's between Pitchman and Nett. Um, what were the two names again for those two, Nett and Pitchman? Nathaniel Nett, Lawrence Pitchman. Lawrence Pitchman. Lawrence Pitchman is incorrect. Oh, oh good. Chris Moneymaker, we were looking for, it was actually Dominique Dropsy. Well, the problem is the final score is three and four. You've lost the game, and you know what that means, Chris. It means you have to answer this question. Chris Moneymaker, is that your real name? <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> but what is the answer? Yes, it is. Yes, it's his real name, everybody. Chris Moneymaker. Thanks very much, man. We'll see you. We'll see you soon. I can't wait. Well, as you mentioned at the top of the show, Joe, we were back on Channel 4 in the UK. That means we are also back for the rest of the world on PokerStars.tv with the next in our series of final tables from Season 12 of the EPT. Let's break down the Dublin main event. TV Recap. Yeah, you asked at the top of the show... What were the tweets like about the TV show? They were all about one man, and that man is Gilles Bernier's and his strange breathing. Johnny May asked the question that I'm sure many people were thinking when they watched the show last night. What is the altitude of Dublin? That <laughs> breathing is uncomfortable to watch. Uh, a similar question from the Undersea Monkey. He says, I'm genuinely concerned for the German Steve O'Dwyer's health. Hashtag hyperventilating. Wasn't he Belgian? No, he was German. Whoops. Your memory really is bad. Well, no, I dude. watched it last night. I just, the German and the Belgian flags aren't that oh. dissimilar from each other. And uh, George Balfour says, finally get to see the worst bluff of all time again. Hashtag deuce four, hashtag self destruct. Yeah, that was brutal. That brutal, hand brutal? Pretty was brutal. pretty spectacular. Did you finally see the hand I was referring to last week? The 10 of diamonds on the river hand. Okay, first of all, I was confused. Because we talked to Igor last week about him playing in a super high roller. I thought that's the show that was going to be on last no, night. No, that's next week. Oh, that's very unlike you. We did it's make it very clear, to the... but I don't expect you to remember what we talked about no, on last oh, week's oh, podcast. Oh, God, no. So, uh, the hand that we were talking about. Well, first of, all, first of all, James, I I watched this show under some interesting circumstances last night, which is that I have I was on a date, and I was oh, like, Jesus Christ. Hey, you want to come back to my hotel room and watch my TV show? No, you didn't. Yeah. And that worked? Yeah, it worked. Oh. I mean, I don't know what you mean by worked. I mean, she came over to watch it, but I what don't... What person falls for that line in the year 2016? The thing is, they're not necessarily falling for it if they, like, immediately leave afterward. <laughs> <laughs> There's no falling for it. Oh, she... come on. The show wasn't that bad. I actually... No, I just think that she genuinely didn't believe I, hosted, I was hosting a TV show. It's going to be like George taking Susan's parents out to the Hamptons. She was like, how long is he going to write out this lie? And then finally... Oh, and then my room key didn't work to get in the room, so we missed the link at the top of the show. And so I was like, no, I swear this is this is me. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was genuinely trying to catch me in a lie is the only reason she came back to my room. Anyway, um, I did watch the show. So what am I what hand am I supposed to be talking about? The deuce four bluff. Not the deuce four bluff. I'm talking about the hand where it all goes in. And remember, Bernie's has the flush draw. He has oh, the chip yes, lead at this yes, point. Yes, yes, yes. And okay, and honestly. 
you guys wouldn't let it go to air like this. But when I watched it in real life, I got fooled by the diamond, just like his friends. When I watched it in replay, preparing to do the voiceover for the show, I got fooled by the diamond and didn't realize the board had paired. And last night, watching it with my date, when the diamond hits, I'm like, oh, I guess he doesn't win this hand. And then you on the commentary track go, but he pairs the board. And I'm like, holy shit, how do I keep fucking this up? It's my goddamn job. Every time it got me. There is one accidental star of the show. And he is not one of the commentators or any of the players at the table. It is Gilles Bernie as his friend, Sven. Sven is awesome, yes. And so one of the things that I, I was really appreciating, this Sven storyline, but there was a few times, and we're watching it li on live TV, so I can't pause. So there's a few times, like, my date's, like, asking me questions and, like, wants to know stuff. And so we talked over a few of the lead-up <gasps> Sven lines. And so when we finally, like, were quiet for one of them and heard, I was like, well, it's this thing I've been doing the whole show. Like, we're trying to build up Sven. And she's like, I, what? Wow. So we get shit for talking over the players. I'm going to give you shit for allowing your date to talk over the commentary. It's just so, but the thing is, how do I, how do I not, how do I be like, hey, um, do you think you could just hold your questions till one of the just, breaks? Just, just listen to my just comedic listen, genius just listen, at work. Just if you could just do, because this, this line coming up is really good. No, no, hold, I really want to answer that. But this next line is really good. If we could just shh, shh, shh for one second. It's really weird, the <laughs> dynamic of the final tables that we've had recently. And obviously these are edited highlights, but we're genuinely reflecting the pace of the game, which is that you get a flurry of early elim eliminations and an extended period of either shorthanded or heads-up play. And there was a couple of people who I was really hoping we'd see more of, those being Reese Jones, who literally out on, like, too, right? on one of the second hands. Cully got to play a bit more, but uh, Ilios Kamatakis Oh, yeah, as well. we slewed them. Yeah, I mean, this guy was so enthusiastic to be at that final table. He's a big fan of EPT Live. He's a big Twitch streamer back in Greece. And I really wanted him to become a character at this final table. But not being funny, when they go out in fifth place and don't really play many hands, they can't really become a part of the TV show. It's just tough when we're doing it, you know, in one 42-minute show or whatever. And I will say that for the first time, me personally, I really missed the lead-up coverage. Um, there was a guy on my Facebook who was like... When I was like, hey, we're back on TV. He's like, is it just final tables or is it like proper coverage like we used to have before? And I was like, well, you're probably not going to be happy <laughs> with with what it is. Like, I, I was like, man, I really wish that we had more time to get to know these people. And even though the length of our final table shows has never changed, right? Yeah. We would have had more time of to course. see those guys had we done the earlier stuff. So that was like, that was a little hard for me to be like, because... I got to experience it and you got to experience it. All the people who watched it live as it was happening got to know all those stories and got to experience those guys. But if all you watch is the TV shows, you didn't get it. And I felt a little bad about that. But again, where we get lucky is when you get players at the final table who do have history like Cully Sadu, who final tabled London a few years back, like Patrick Clark, who's a previous Irish Open winner, and of course, Dmitry Urbanovich, who everyone knows now because he arrived in style in Malta in season 11, winning four side events, yeah. one player of the year, has been a massive force in super high rollers where he seemed to always be finishing second and then closed the deal heads up um, against Gilles Bernier's to win a main event title. Yeah, I thought that this was a really sort of fitting ending uh sort of perfect for like stories and stuff is that you had a guy who's just kind of taken a punt a student who admittedly was terrified to be there and really was super uncomfortable which i found to be both entertaining and adorable the fact that he was like i'm breathing heavy because i'm fucking freaking out every single hand uh versus a, a wonderkind a wonder kid if you will um Dmitry Urbanovich, you know, and 
when it gets to heads up between those two, everybody wins. We've got the anybody can win at poker, and we've got the skill wins out of poker, and they're both there in the top two, and that's perfect as far as I'm concerned. It's a fun show, so if you didn't see it, if you're in the UK or Ireland, you need to go to channel4.com slash poker to replay it. Anywhere else in the world, it's now available to watch at pokestars.tv. And I would just like to share with you my date's one-sentence review of my own performance, which was, you're such a little bitch. Story checks out. (laughs) Now this piece of music from our favorite audio production service, Audio Network, (laughs) is called Malta. And because I'm lazy, I just type Malta into the search engine and go with whatever comes up. I love that. Yeah, this is perfect. This sounds very Malta to me. And of course, we are talking Malta right now on EPT Not Live because EPT Live kicks off this coming weekend. Sunday is when it all begins. That's right. Sunday, the 23rd of October is when we bring you seven days of live coverage from the second and coincidentally second to last leg of EPT Season 13. So, tell, so shall we talk about the schedule on Pokestars TV? I think we should talk about getting some Red Bull and vodkas, maybe a couple of waters. Which are incredibly cheap in Malta, although not as cheap as they used to be, because <laughs> the euro is pretty much at parity with the pound. <laughs> uh, so yeah, kicking off on Sunday with the super high roller. No, it's not a super high roller. I beg your pardon, it's a 25k high roller. 25k high roller, and then will we be televising this or just... Yeah, this is going to be a televised event televised final table and we'll be streaming that final table cards up on sunday the following day monday uh we're going to be showcasing one of the events from the local tour do you remember in barcelona we did the estrellas high roller the 2k event yes same deal here in malta it's the italian poker tour 2k high roller another final table but this one is not for tv just for the web so blink and you'll miss it and then we go to our five days of main event coverage. So that is kicking off on the Tuesday, which is the 25th of October, through until Saturday, the 29th of October. Cards down on days two, three, four, and five, but cards up for that final table on the Saturday when we crown the second champion of season 13. For all seven days, while you're watching, you can play free poker. There will be a free roll every single day a password protected game and those will be taking place at 9 15 central european time so probably after we've come off air right we'll be done with the stream we'll be doing our thing but you can play for a slice of two thousand dollars free rolls every single day with the password revealed on the stream meet and company is that the name of the place there i think it changed its name last time we were there i'm going to be at that restaurant for at least one of those free rolls in addition to the free rolls You might remember we tried something new in Barcelona called the EPT Live Bounty Bonus. Guess what, everyone? It's back. Only this time, you're playing against the commentators. That's right. Finally. We are in a shared liquidity market, which means that Joe, Matt, and myself will be the bounties in the EPT Live Bounty Bonus. Now, we've mixed up the format a little bit, Joe. Uh, Is this why I have $50 mysteriously donated into my account that I've already lost playing Spinning Ghosts? Oh, yes, that's why you had the deposit. These tournaments are going to be slightly different this time around because the bounties don't kick in until the tournament becomes a freeze-out. That's why I've given you so many T-dollars, because you might need to rebuy. So this is all just for one tournament? 
There are five of them. Because we have an EPT Live bounty bonus for all five days of our main event coverage. And these tournaments take place earlier in the day at 4 p.m. Central European time. So while we're still on air, yeah. we'll be playing this game. And yeah. obviously we'll still be commentating on the action in yeah, the EPT. Sure. Okay, fine. But also we'll be referring to what's going on in this <laughs> game as well. It's your chance to play with us. And remember, it's six max Zoom. So you have a chance of claiming that bounty because you're going to have a new table draw with every single We are hand. really working out the kinks here in season 13. I mean, we are really finally fucking fine-tuning this shit. So wait, what's the buy-in? Is it still a dollar? You claim your tickets. They're free buys. So remember, to enter is for free. Nice. But to get your tickets to enter these tournaments, you need to go to Poker School Online. You need to sign in or open an account. It's completely free. Click on the link. Claim your five tickets to play these games. It's not one of those things where you have to be a new member to Poker School Not Online. at all. No, you could have been a member I for years. hate that shit. No, no, no. This is for new and existing members. As long as you've got a Poker School Online yeah. account, you can get your tickets, you can sign up for the games, and if you go broke, you can rebuy for a dollar and ten cents. So I can rebuy up to 50 times this week? Joe, please don't blow through all the T-dollars. Uh, the great thing is that the bounties have gone up. Wait, no. Yeah. Well, okay, it doesn't matter now that it's Zoom. Like, well, it matters less. So just to be clear, these are now $500 guaranteed events. Okay. So the guarantee went down. No, no, no. It used to be it was $500 added. We've made it a guarantee uh, okay. 500 because we've taken the added money and put them into the bounties. Got it. Knocking out Joe Stapleton, or one word, I believe that is yeah. your username. Yes. Knocking out Joe Stapleton will earn you $150. Sick. The price in my head went up. Knocking out Waster will earn you $150. Knocking out J. Hartigan will earn you $150. Wow. And those bounties will be credited manually after the EPT Malta Festival is over. So don't expect the money to appear in your account immediately, same day. We're good for it. Um, but yeah, and remember, you have to claim those bounties when it becomes a freeze-out, and that's why there is value in rebuying and adding on to stay in the game till the rebuy period is over, then you can knock out the commentators and hopefully claim those bounties. This is fun. I might just go through all 50 rebuys on the first one and then just finance it myself after that. Um, as usual, we're missing out on most of the hashtag stars. Yeah, what's fun. up with stars fun? Well, as usual, it's either before we arrive or when we're working. They've got some good stuff. They've got like laser tag. The bizarre thing is, after we had that conversation on the show a couple of weeks ago about escape rooms, yeah, there's an escape room. Right, at I, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, sadly, we can't make that. But the live spin and goes are back, and look, it makes total sense. There's three of us, right? You, me, and Matt. Yeah. A spin and go is a three-handed game. Let's do it. Let's play the spin and go. But Joe's got a few twists, which we're not going to reveal at this stage, which we might be implementing. And of course, we'll get the cameras involved and there'll be a chance to see it when we bring you EPT Not Live at EPT Live, which will be shooting on day three of the main event. Super fan already lined up, by the way. A guy wrote to me a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, saying... I. Big fan, please, please, please let me have the spot in Malta. You're in, homie. Um, as far as the spin and go goes, maybe we can also use it, you know, as like to shoot the pilot for our spin and go TV show idea. Ooh, not a bad just shout. Double, just double down on that. Yeah, the problem there is, yeah, I was thinking we'd be shooting this on iPhones, and that means I've actually got to get a proper camera crew over if we're actually going to try and make a pilot. And iPhones. Uh, yeah, so lots of great stuff lined up, and it all starts on Sunday. Pokestars TV, seven days of live coverage from Malta. I need some advice for Malta really quick. Yeah. So, you know, I've been kind of all over the world in the last five weeks. Yes. And my suit was here in these shoots, and then it was in Fargo for those shoots, and 
now it's in my bag, but it needs. I figure that I should have it like clean, dry cleaned, dry cleaned right? Yeah, right. But I don't want to. I'd rather have it dry cleaned and pressed when I'm in Malta already. Makes total sense because uh, again, giving people a glimpse behind the scenes, chances are you're not going to need it, or oh, you will. I need will it. see. So this, I was oh, maybe thinking shit. you could do me a favor and I could give you my suit tomorrow, and you could take it to Malta with you and have it cleaned on the Friday when you get there. There's people leaving tomorrow. Why don't you give it to them? Fine. I'll give it to them. I'm just thinking it's still a bit tight. Yeah, no, I, that I don't still tight. Till late I agree. On... It, well, it's a, it's two reasons he's suggesting other people. One, he doesn't have to do it. Two, the timing is still tight. <laughs> <laughs> I do love delegating, which is a great euphemism for shirking responsibility. Is there going to be someone here tomorrow that is leaving tomorrow? Or do I have to come back today with my suit? Um, oh, that's a good question. I think you're going to need to come back later today. Okay, I'll ask about this anyway, later on. I won't waste the entire audience's time with this, but this is the kind of thing that's me hitting my head with a pen. Look, any time you about. actually remember to bring the clothes you're required to wear on camera <laughs> is, is a good occasion. So I have no problem with you discussing the logistics of your wardrobe on this podcast. Uh, we have reached that point in the show where we do try and give one of our listeners the chance to be at an EPT or... As we look ahead to the future, PokerStars Championships, uh, we're going to give away, hopefully, a 27 euro step seat ticket now and an Everyone Loves a Chop Pot baseball cap. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stakes. And this week we are saying hello to the man who recently confessed to listening to the first 61 episodes of EPT Not Live in a 14-day period. Wow. Earning himself the badge of Superfan Plus. Ethan Westhead, welcome to the show. Matthead. Hello. Ethan, what's going on? Are you juggling your phone on an airplane tarmac? Uh, almost, to be honest. It's uh, one, of the, one of the main roads in London. It's just outside, so a uh, bit of an awkward spot for me right now. Wait, wait, wait. What main road of London? Maybe we can just go outside and get them. We're right in Piccadilly oh, Circus. Whereabouts where are you? Oh, no, a bit too far away. A good half an hour walk from there. Nah. I mean, near Liverpool Street. I'd have gone right downstairs and got oh, right by my hotel. Half an hour walk, a.k.a. a three-hour cab ride. Oh, uh, okay. Ethan, I didn't realise that you were in London. I thought you were down somewhere like Bathway. Um, that is my uh, university place, I guess. So normally I would be there if you called me any other point during the uh, the last three years then that would be where i am but right now i'm working in london and what possessed you forgive me for phrasing the question this way but how on earth did you end up working your way through all 61 episodes of the podcast in a short period of time it's a good question isn't it i've been asking myself that for the past few weeks as well yeah um no basically what it is is uh, the job i'm in at the moment uh, i'm on a desk by myself for a good nine, nine, ten hours in the day. So um, a lot of free time uh, and my headphones are with me. So, yeah, you know, what are you doing in this job? No offense that you are being paid for <laughs> that you can still sit and listen to nine hours of a podcast. You don't really want to know. It's um, it's it's a little bit boring. It's uh, a bit financy. It's we're working for a fund of hedge funds. So like we basically look for places to put a lot of money. So, so when there's another financial crisis, when like billions yeah. of pounds go missing, we'll know it's because Ethan was distracted by one of Joe Stapleton's dirty stories. 
That's exactly right. It's it's your fault, effectively, yeah. Ethan actually talked a little shit on my Facebook page yesterday. <laughs> oh. Say, what would you say? I'm going down? Well, I, I thought this was Super Fan versus States, right? We're not social media beef, are we? Come on. It's pretty... It wasn't. It's pretty appropriate for the guy with the word head in his name to use the terminology <laughs> going down, so... Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing... It's a good thing the first word in that... Last name is West because the sun's going to be setting on you, my friend. Wow, it is game Excellent. on. But of course, as you are the superfan, Ethan, you've picked the specialist subject. And I have in the sealed envelope a series of questions in a game I like to call Noe Your Bowie. But you <laughs> are the superfan. Therefore, I will defer to you on this one. Bowie or Bowie? Um, I think Bowie. I mean, there's been a lot of contention. And also, there's some contention around the fact that I'm a superfan. I mean... You know, somebody said like a couple of weeks back on the podcast that um, uh, it, it, it made them a little bit depressed when they, they applied to be the super fan because it does make you realize, shit, I don't really have anything that I know about other than poker and, you know. Yeah, but it's a good thing you speak to me and James before we meet our tragic ends like David Bowie because think about it. If you had known you didn't have much Bowie time left, you would have gone to be his super fan as well. Okay, so... I am opening the questions. We're about to play Noe Your Bowie. And I Ethan, know, absolutely. For the, sake of, for the sake of Giles the Soundman, Ethan, if you can keep, please keep your phone as still as possible. It will really help, because not being funny, he is literally shitting a brick right now about how the hell this is going <laughs> to cut together. Uh, okay. I do have to confess something. I know e zero e about David Bowie. That's good for me, then. Well, it gives you the advantage in your quest to win a Stepsy ticket worth 27 euros, Ethan. Let's get the game underway, Joe. Hit it. Superfan versus States. And the first round of Noe or Bowie is Bowie in Song. Ethan, I need you to pick a question between one and six. Uh, let's go for three. Number three. Very simply, I need you to tell me and I repeat, tell me, please don't sing because we can't afford the royalties. The next line of this song. I, I wish you could swim. Oh, I know the song it's from as well. Um, oh, I can't sing it. That's really, I mean, not that I'm going to burst out in song, but I mean. Sing oh. it in your head, then say the lyrics. No, it's gone. Like the dolphins, dolphins oh, can swim. I didn't. Ha I didn't. I didn't get a chance to steal that. I knew that. I knew that. There's yeah. no stealing in this game. There is a bonus point attached to it, Ethan. Two bonus okay. points potentially. What is the song? And what year was the song released? Uh, the song is Heroes. Correct. And it was released in. Um, let's. Oh, what was it? I'm gonna say. Eighty-one. Way off, 1977. Oh, wow. Joe? Uh, exactly. I I'm actually not did not know that was a David <laughs> Bowie song. I thought that was Jacob Dylan from the Godzilla soundtrack, 1998. Wow. Okay, Joe, you can pick a question. One through six, but not three. One through six, but not three. Let's go four on the floor. Four on the floor. Complete the next line of this song. I've heard a rumor from ground control. Um, I've heard a rumor from Ground Control. We're running out of oxygen in your spacesuit. Oh <laughs> no! Don't say it's true. What's the song? What's the year? The song is um, Major Tom. Is that the name of the song? No. Okay. Uh, something. 
Just pick a year. 1976. No, it was 1980. Ashes to Ashes, which was the sequel to Space Oddity, the song which introduced uh, Major Tom. Space Oddity is as the, a character. Not only did I not get the name of the song right, I didn't even get the song I thought it was. Correct. In, in my own head. <laughs> Basically, this game is not going very well. It's 1 0 to the superfan. Uh, we're going to take another round of Bowie and Song and then reassess. Um, <laughs> 1, 2, 5, or 6, Ethan? Uh, 2. But the film is a saddening bore. Because I wrote it sometimes one more. Sorry, can you say that again, but clearly? Because I wrote it ten times or more, I think. No, you're off. It's for she's oh. lived it ten times or more, but something tells me you are going to get the bonus point and tell me what song okay. it's from. Uh, the song is Life on Mars. And the year? Ah, uh, 75? One. But you're still 2-0 oh up. Oh, gosh. Joe, one. I knew that Three one, too. God damn it! One, five, or six. <laughs> five. I catch a paper boy. You catch a paper toy. But things don't really change. The song of the year, Joe. Changing? No, and it's changes, by the way. <laughs> The song is Modern Love. Do you know what 1982, year? 1982, easy. Oh, you're so close. Shit. 1983. <laughs> okay, we're moving forward to the next round, the second round, which is multiple choice, Joe. So you've got a shot. All right. It's Bowie in the movies. Am I only down, what, two nothing or three? Uh, you're two. down two nothing. Okay. So I'm going to give you the first dibs. All right. In an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, Bowie said, I'm so pleased I made that, but I really didn't know what was being made at all. What movie was he referring to? Was it The Man Who Fell to Earth, Absolute Beginners, Labyrinth, or Twin Peaks, Firewalk With Me? The Man Who Fell to Earth. Correct, you're on the board. Woo! Okay, Ethan. Yeah. Which of the following music superstars was not considered ahead of Bowie for the role of Jareth in Labyrinth? Michael Jackson, Simon Le Bon, Mick Jagger, or Sting? Was not considered ahead of him. Yes. Um, can you say them again, please? Michael Jackson, Simon Le Bon, Mick Jagger, Sting. Wow. I know, I think I know one or two of them. Um, Got my finger on the wrong buzzer. <laughs> Good shout. Um, I'm gonna say Sting. Incorrect. It was Simon yeah. Le Bon. Who's Simon Laban? The lead singer of Duran Duran. Ha! It's a 50-50. Okay, Joey. What is the name of the character Bowie plays in Tony Scott's 1983 film The Hunger? Is it Jim Byron, Julius Bernard, John Blaylock, or James Baltar? I like Julius Baltar. That wasn't one of the options. The fourth option. James Baltar. James Baltar. Incorrect. It was John Blaylock. Oh, it was a 50-50 for me, too. Fucker. And, Ethan, your final question. In which of these films does Bowie play a fictional character rather than a real-life figure from history? The Prestige, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, The Last Temptation of Christ, or Basquiat? Hmm. Um... Can you say them one more time? The Prestige! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence! The Last Temptation of Christ! And Basquiat! 
Got it. Thank you, James. You're um, welcome. I'm going to say The Prestige. Incorrect. He played Nikola Tesla in that movie. He was Pontius Pilate in The Last Temptation of Christ. Andy Warhol in Basquiat. He played a fictional character in Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. It was a low-scoring game, but a win is a win. And Ethan Westhead, with a score of 2-1, you have conquered Stapes in this week's game. Wow, unbelievable. I feel like I've done a bit of a disservice to, uh, to the great man, actually. I mean... I don't claim to be a super fan. I would say I'm an average man at best. I wouldn't call me like a great man. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure you're, you and me are both aware that I didn't mean you, but still. It's very clear. I'm looking that- for an angry sound effect to play. Um, I don't know. I, I, th- I think it's fair to say that you didn't really know E or Bowie, but uh, anyway, Ethan, you win and everyone loves a Chop Pot baseball cap and a Stepsy ticket worth €27. Euros. Thank you for uh, removing yourself from the office, sharing the London street noises with us, and joining us on EPT Not Live. Thank you very much, and I'm really sorry about the noise. As you can probably hear in the background, it's still still going on worse than ever. So It sounds like there's a vehicle reversing. It's probably a heavy goods vehicle. I suggest you get... get Be Ethan, careful, no! 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 Joe, yeah. at least we saved 27 euros. <laughs> Company man. All right, guys, we are running out of time for this week's show. Coming up next time, we have the TV preview. Next week is EPT Not Live at EPT Live. Yeah, and there should be lots of fun stuff. If everyone cooperates, remember, we've got a competition running. Two separate competitions with the same prizes. We've got Bahamas in pajamas. Yeah, we want selfies of you with your outrageous, ridiculous, comedic pajamas. Then we want screenshots of you trying to work in popular EPT Live and EPT Not Live catchphrases into the PokerStars chat when they are appropriate. And we want people to give good reactions to them. That'll get you to the front of the line there. And remember to tweet those photos with the hashtag EPTNotLive. We'll use the best ones on the InVision podcast next week and potentially give out give out some prizes. Phase two tickets, which could see you winning a seat in the Bahamas. And we're also going to give away prizes for the best use of James's gormless expression from <laughs> his, his uh, paparazzi photo. What's that girl's name again? Kimberly Garner. It was Kimberly not Garner. an intentional oh, photo bomb. It was literally like... Why are those lights going off? Ooh, paparazzi flashes. Ooh, food. So anyway, yeah, the best uh, photoshops for that, too, is going to win a prize. I haven't decided what yet, but uh, don't worry. We'll make it good. I think that is it. I think that's everything we've got covered. Please uh, join us at EPT Live, coming to you from Malta, starting in just a couple of days. Seven days of live coverage and an EPT not live at EPT Live. That is all the time we've got for this week's show. For James Hardy and I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.